podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 394 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello, everyone. And... Somebody buy me one of these new colourful Macs. (laughs) And what do we have for you this week? Uh, Well, we have reviews, is what we have. We have we, we have two. We were going to do some of some reviews. Some of us watched some films and some of us didn't. <laughs> and we forgot to kind of make a note of who was watching what. So we have a review of that we've all watched The Father. Yes. Uh, which I think could be quite fun. <laughs> this review. We have a review of Love and Monsters, which I also think could be quite fun. Uh, yep. And then we'll have some what we've been watching, uh, some trailers. I didn't get a chance to get to uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday, and I wanted to, but I just didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, because um, my shop reopened and I had to be there a lot to comfort it. Bloody work, eh? To comfort it. Get in the way. Um, and yeah, and we had questions and the other the other random bits that we will always get to. Um, I'm going to choose this moment right now to say that we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Um, other Pod Syndicate um, podcasts out there that you can enjoy include Rewatch Project, Shane Focus, Punter, his film, her movie, the Iron Sequel, uh, Entertainment Landfill, and I'm probably missing some somewhere. All the bonus shows, uh, you're going to get a bonus show of myself, Ian, and Jord talking the shitstorm that is the European Super League. Um, talking angrily or talking sensibly? Uh, Becky! Um, so I discussed it. Uh, I want to say at you. Uh, <laughs> you discussed it at her. Yeah, so that's a what, that's a line. What do you think is going to happen with that? I don't know really. I am I am I am literally the human definition of somewhere between old man yells at cloud and that Charlie Day gif when you. When I start talking about this. Yeah, probably close to the Charlie Day gift, though. Yeah. Carragher and what's-his-face, the other one, were more Neville. old man shouted cloud. Yeah, I... Everyone agrees with us on this! Well, maybe not everyone, guys. Yeah. Everyone agrees it, with us on this. It's like everybody in that room agrees with you. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, there are shades of grey, which I will get to on Thursday. It's going to be a stonker. What? The show. The show, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. I it, even it, give it a listen. It always amuses me hearing you talk about football. It, it literally, it literally will be uh, at some point. I think Ian and George going, Mark. It is four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, I don't. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days, though. Yep. You know, it just. It, there are cracks. It, it, there it, are cracks forming. The only people who seem to want this are those 12 club owners. And a few of them seem a little bit, well, fucking hell, we only joined because you lot said we're all definitely doing it. Jesus. There is, there is a little bit of, of, of a few of them waking up this morning and I'm going, oh, nah, nah. Oh, right. Better just open the emails and go on. And there's been an email from all of them or in the WhatsApp and gone, have you seen this Florentino Perez interview? 
and they've looked at it and gone, oh, oh. Why what's he said? Oh. Um, it's more what hasn't he said. Okay. Um, it it literally is like uh, I saw someone describe. I heard someone describe it today as like um, you know the the, the chatty Cathy doll. Like somebody has put batteries in that, pushed him out, and then ju- he's just talked until his batteries run out. But just word vomit. <laughs> just absolute word vomit. Okay. So if you want to hear my, our version of what will be just slightly sweet man and word vomit, uh, then that'll be on the Pod Syndicate bonus feed. Um, but Ian, what's happened in the wonderful world of movies uh, this week? Um... Uh, Scott Rudin's announced that he's fucking off out of the movie game, at least for now. Um, so he's another producer who is being cancelled. Um, looks more like because he's a really, really bad boss as opposed to anything sexual. Mm. Um, like very aggro. Um, so there's that. Um, Can has announced uh, a few um projects, uh, not projects, uh, uh, features will be uh playing Annette, which also had a trailer that we'll talk about in a bit. We'll be opening it. Um, the French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's film, and uh, Paul Verhoeven's Ben Benedetta, uh, are also going to be playing Can. So that's uh that's interesting. Um, also, Denzel Washington uh, has a new directorial film, which will be released at the end of the year. A Journal for Jordan, uh, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, drama follows um, First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, played by Jordan, who, before he is killed in action in Baghdad, offers a journal for his son intended to tell him how to le- live a decent life despite growing up without a father. So... I, I think we could probably say Oscar-nominated director Denzel Washington next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the sounds of it, quite frankly. Is that his uh, third? Will that be his third film? Yeah, so what would that be then? Fences... Um, Finding Forrester, was it? Fi- Finding... No, wasn't that Gus Van Sant? It might have been, yeah. There was another one, though, wasn't he? He did another one before. Um, director. Fences. Antoine Fisher, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's him, that's him. Uh, and The Great Debaters. Yeah, so, I mean, he's had he's had a few goes at bat, but... Um, one episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, that's odd. <laughs> but, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, Denzel Washington that kind of award season journey kind of writes itself quite frankly. So uh, yeah, we shall see what, uh, we shall see what happens there. Um, And yeah, I mean, I suppose that's probably about it really It's you know, it's the Oscars on Sunday. So I think everybody's just gearing up for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, the what? Um, Is it Helen, Helen McCrory? Yeah. Obviously passed away. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Bex. Go on. Uh, no, I was just I was just saying it's it's just really fucking sad. It's what an age, and it's just awful. Did was it known that she was 
I, I think it was known but not publicised. Yeah. Like they, she, she, yeah, think, she got people to keep it to themselves. Like people yeah. knew but not publicly. It was it was one of those. They didn't announce it or anything like that. But um, they weren't. It wasn't something that was being hidden. But I think because both her and Damien Lewis are very much liked people within mm. the industry and within the media. People I think it was very stuff. much said with the media. Could you please not? We've got kids. Yeah. And I think that the media kind of went, well, yeah, fair enough. all right, yeah, we will on this one. I was trying to think. I, I, I think there was a little, sorry, I think there was a little bit of, look, we'd like to keep this secret. Uh, we'd like to keep this private. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to sue, but we might. <laughs> there was a little bit of that. Mm. Yeah, I was I was trying to work out because you know when you recognise someone for a number of different things mm. and you're like, yeah, I recognise them from that, but it's not that that I'm thinking of, and I recognise them from that. It's not that I'm thinking of. What is like the iconic image that comes into my head when I think of Helen McCrory is not Narcissa Malfoy. It's not any of the other sort of roles that she's done that people are like, oh, she was this and this and this. And I worked it out. I, I poured over her IMDb the other day to try and work it out. And she's in um, she's in an episode of Doctor Who called Vampires in Venice, I think it is. And she's fucking magnificent as like the queen vampire thing. And it's it's just an absolutely fantastic performance, and that's that's what I recognise her from. Is is the the image that comes into my head when I see her face is in the costume from that. Well, I I, I interviewed her about a decade ago. One of the few people that I that I'd interviewed, um, and one of the, well, actually the first kind of like person uh, of any note that I interviewed, um, and it was to do with a uh, a film. Um, called called flying blind um that got hardly even a release yeah uh, and it's actually quite a good film mm. um and I, I i i literally i told her within like the first what is it that, that, that this was like the first interview i'd, I'd, I'd done <laughs> uh, and that i was quite nervous and didn't really know what to say and she was absolutely lovely Aww. like like really like oh well, i'm gonna be real she, she was just taking the piss going oh well you know I, I really don't like interviews so I, whatever questions you've got i'm not i'm probably not answer anyway but like in a very jokey and very lovely manner um but yeah so yeah um any other news 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 Vin Diesel's gonna be in a rock and sock and robots movie <laughs> um that statement he put out yep about how he's really excited to combine Rock'em Sock'em Robots with the world building that he and his partners at Universal have been doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, unless Vin Diesel is playing a Rock'em Sock'em Robot, I'm very, very not interested. I'm. What I want, what I want at some point is I want a, I want a Vin Diesel movie that he has written. He is directing and he is recording the score for. I want it just to be called Vin. <laughs> and I don't care what it's about, but I hope it's something mad. If if the entire score is him just doing that feel like I do song that yeah. he did, like on a loop throughout the entire film, then that, okay, I'm back. I I I want I want that. But I want there to be a death metal version, a reggae version, a dubstep version, a crooner version. I just want loads of different versions of that song. 
Okay. And we yeah. know that you listen, Uncle Vin. So can you make it happen, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Uncle Vin, I'm 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 very sorry, mate. I mean, to be fair, I am maybe the world's biggest fan of Triple X Return of Xander Cage. So, yeah. you know, let's you know let let you know be nice. But I, I I don't know. In all seriousness, I'm worried that he's gonna spunk his fast goodwill up the wall with with stuff like that it's um and I, I don't know there's there's a little bit of pretender syndrome as well where he's looked at what Dwayne Johnson does and it's like I want a little bit of that like I'm convinced that Uncle Vin is gonna be associated with some sort of alcohol at some point and he's gonna like do Instagram posts about how he's been working with the team on cracking the Rock'em Sock'em Robot script, and now he's going to have a uh, nice cool glass of Uncle Vin. Yeah, uh, well, because if well, if you drink Uncle Vin, your family. So you know. Um, so what is it? Ryan Reynolds has got gin, aviation. Yeah. Um, what's it has got? Um, the Rock's got his tequila brand. Yeah. Um, it's the one. I mean, Dan also got a tequila brand as well. I'd drink that. Um, I like to keep that. So what, what, what would Uncle Vin do? What would he have? Vodka. I don't think it'd be vodka. Really, really tacky vodka with gold. Gold schlager. No, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it'd be, it, it would be some form of Caribbean rum. Wouldn't it be just Corona? Like his own special version of Corona? They'll no, just I rename guess. Corona Vin. Yeah. Vin. And the bottles will be in the shape of Vin Diesel. <laughs> so like the Jean-Paul Gaultier bottle yeah just Vin <laughs> Diesel nice yeah and you just you just twist off his head not his entire head just the top of his head like really Otter in Hannibal That's and weird, then you though. just drink it no could it not be a hat no oh you twist off the hat yeah yeah that's better that's less grim than taking off the top of his skull yeah that's a fair point yeah <laughs> just twist it off cool bottle of Vin yeah I'm down with that there you go. There you go, Vin. Yeah. We've solved all your marketing problems there, Corona. <laughs> Poor Corona. Yeah. Um, trailers. I haven't seen any. There've been some. I think I've I think I've only got a couple. Yeah. Um. Hey, so the the can opener that I, the can opener the uh, the film that's <laughs> opening can. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Next, why you got the giggles? Can you get me a drink? <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, the the film that's opening can uh, Leos Carax's new film, first first one from him since Holy Motors, which feels like it was a long time ago. Oh God, um, yeah, that will be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this well? is. Yeah, maybe. Um. I think it's his first one anyway. Uh, so this is uh, Annette, which is a musical uh, starring Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard with the songs uh, done by Sparks. Um, yeah, looks good. What can I say? I'm looking forward to it. Um, little little bit. I mean, I think maybe this is a bit of a trend of, of cinema at the moment, but I'm a little bit worried about the memification of a lot of or, or or like you know the kind of like the general taking images from these things and 
almost the marketing being around them. But I'm already seeing an awful lot of Adam Driver first, which I suppose is fair enough. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of like the reducing films to memes. Yeah. Two, three second. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. It's interesting with the, the football stuff. Was it Perez who said something about like, oh, maybe football matches need to be shorter because yeah, kids, kids have got kids, lesser attention span. Kids have got kids now. Kids coming through have got less attention span because of because they play football games uh, and they they get bored of matches. So maybe they need to be shorter. It's not like bloody TikTok. TikTok ruined them. It's just my two cents worth. Fair play. Stupid children. <laughs> and their tickety talk. <laughs> All right. All right. All the money goes at cloud. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's, that's, a discu- that's a whole other discussion, isn't it? But um, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, like, Lottie can concentrate for hours on end on Minecraft, but cannot sit and watch a film just can't do it you know um it'll be interesting when cinema's open to see if that changes but i you know i I think it's that whole kind of like actually interacting with it thing um but yeah i don't know it's fascinating but I, i also with the football thing i would just say yeah you've also got generations of kids who haven't been able to watch a lot of football because if they don't have sky or they don't have BT Sport. What what do they have? The FA Cup. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what you know, friend, um, internationals. Every now and then, that that's about it. You know, it's like you take away the access to the fucking sport, and then what replaces that? Kids playing FIFA. I suppose they are naturally going to be more in, uh, more engaged with the thing that they have actually grown up with. You know, I mean, I like when a, did the champ. Sorry, go on. There's, a, there's, a, there's an oddness in the sense that you, you you only had a brief. It's now easier to watch football than it ever has been. And there's more access to football than it ever has been. But like you're saying, there's a weirdness in the sense that right now um, there is less available terrestrially than there ever has been, which is the weirdness of it all in the sense of if you go back 30 years, um, then you were just at the end of the the, the terrestrial TV of, of, of football. And I, I, I just about remember that. Um, but it was one, possibly two games a week. And um, that's the weirdness of it all. But now, like you say, there is literally the, the, the FA Cup and international football, and only because international football legally has to be available terrestrially. <laughs> they can't yeah. not uh, have it. You know, if, if it wasn't due to FIFA's misworded mandate then you can guarantee that the World Cup and Euros and things like that would all not be available terrestrially. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, 
anyway, we'll, we'll move on because we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this later in the week. But it, it um, yeah. I, it, I, God, when did the Champions League finish on terrestrial TV? That feels like it was probably a decade ago at this point. Uh, yeah, it was getting on for getting on for ten years. Yeah, because it was yeah. Sky for a bit, wasn't it? And then BT Sport got the rights. It was Sky and ATV. Um, and oh, then, okay. And then it changed to being um, to, to essentially it, at that point it had to be available on terrestrial TV. Uh, and then you're talking about the the collapse of Santana, of, of, um, Santana um, kind of switched it because it became when they collapsed that it, it became available um, and BBC just couldn't afford to, to gobble it up. So you have to just let somebody else gobble it up and just kind of bend that rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Right. Um I've got, I think I've only got one other, so um, Mark, if you want to go, I've if you've got, got any. I've got one other, um, a film called The Dry, an Australian film starring uh, Eric Banner. Um, the, it, it, it looks like it could be quite interesting. Um, it seems to be from the trailer, it, it, it's a guy who has um, moved away from his hometown um, and has had to go back for a reason uh, and then gets embroiled in the reason why he left which he, mm. which was the reason why he went back mm. and the reason why he left was that there was a a murder involved and it seems like he's implicated in it in some way and then he's left to become a cop elsewhere and then he's gone back and ends up having to investigate this new murder but unofficially it looks like it could be quite interesting, but also never before as a title um, been more apt. It looks very dry. Very dry. It's called dry. Yes. Uh, but yeah. It's it, awful it, fucking title for a film. Sorry. Like, yeah. It, it's, it, 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 it's got strong Thursday night Netflix watch vibes. <laughs> sure. No, sorry. Not Netflix watch. Amazon Prime watch vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a lower class. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's that. It's not going to be. You're not. Gonna, it's not. Gonna, it's not going to be shiny. It's going to be a bit matte. Okay, <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah, then we've got scratches. the. Sorry. We've got the biggie, aren't we? Mm. The, the 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 least fucking <laughs> the least sort of pizzazz biggie trailer of a lot in a long time. It's. It was fucking weird how this came out because a poster for Chang, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings came out. We, we, I yeah, saw a couple of people. Poster that was designed by um, you know one of those people who sell knockoff DVDs. Oh yeah, I mean it's you know a couple of people were like yep here for it and I get it. You know it, it's huge that it's like it's a Asian lead in a in a Marvel film. I, that honestly that's that's great. Mm. That poster is fucking awful. Thing is, I, I, I've said it a lot about uh, about Shang Chi, um, a Marvel martial arts movie. Fuck it, yes, absolutely here for it. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Until I saw the post from the trailer, I I thought the trailer was all was all right. You know, I, I would you right? I'm 
And mm. if, if yes. you'd watch that trailer, not knowing it was the trailer for Shang Chi, and then it put and it, and it didn't have the Marvel logo in it, and then it didn't have and it was called something else. Would you have any idea that this was connected to the Marvel universe? No, it's, but you'd, but I, a lot of people, if it didn't have those things, would not give a shit. They'd just be looking at it as a generic film. Because it looks, it looks that it looks generic. I, I, I think that there are a couple of shots. God, it sounds like I'm damning with faint praise here. There's a couple of shots that are nice and wide, and people like hitting each other and whatnot, which which is cool. That one shot of the fucking water or whatever, and then like it freezes, it's the droplets. Yes, I yes please. I think we need to see more of um uh, of the lead guy. Yeah. Um that that shot where he's on the bus and she's like who are you? And then it's just him in a fucking very generic shirt and jacket doing a generic I'm ready for a fight pose. Nah. Yeah. Aquafina had an awful lot more character than he did in that trailer. The, the thing is, the real presence, the, 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 the premise of this movie, I am really, really looking forward to. I, I sat and I watched the trailer and was, was like, was like, right, go on. I, I, I want like a fucking, I want a badass martial arts fun movie. Mm. Um, and then I was watching it going, this feels so low energy and formulaic as a trailer and do you know what the film might not be it might just be first trailer syndrome yeah and i really hope it is and i suspect it probably will be but if it's not this feels a little bit like like literally marvel have just gone we've run out of spark i mean It'll be interesting. The the word on Eternals is Chloe Zhao shot a lot of stuff on location, was doing some like magic hour shit. And have you guys seen Nomadland yet? No, I still not. We will have watched it before Sunday. (laughs) Okay. And what what she does with like locations and natural light in that film, apparently there's a surprising amount of that kind of shit in Eternals. And I kind of wonder whether Eternals may end up eating Black Widow and um, Shang-Chi's lunch. But this year was always a bit of a breather. Well, what would have been last year? It was always like a breather year for Marvel anyway. And hey, we've got Spider-Man 3 in December, which is going to be mental. I just... What I don't want out of Shang-Chi is a movie that I am watching and I'm watching it going, right, so you've made a movie to release in the Asian market to just make a billion dollars by the sheer fact that you've released it. Brilliant. Thanks. You know, just be... I'm really hoping that that this is just a bad trailer. I think the trailer is, is dull as fuck. Because I... I want this Marvel movie. It's, a, it's one of the only Marvel movies for a while that I've been really genuinely excited about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the next couple of years, I think, are going to be really fucking interesting for Marvel. Like, I, what, I, what, what are you saying a couple of weeks back, Mark, that it kind of feels like 
you know, with end, like Endgame being two years ago now and with there being such a break that it's almost like the spell's maybe worn off a little bit. Yeah. And it, I, 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 I wonder if there is a sense of that, but you never know, though, dude. I mean, like Black Widow may secretly be a banger. Shang-Chi may be great. And I've, I've got a really good feeling about Eternals. So it I, who knows? But yeah, I, I get really, it. I, I really, I, I, I genuinely hope they are because the, you know, no matter what you say or anything like, like that um, about the, the fact that it, 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 it's the Disney fucking churn machine or anything like that, I do think the Marvel films have largely been a force for good. You know, people have really enjoyed them. Mm. It's kickstarted um, careers for people. Mm. It's rejuvenated careers for people. Um, let's see, it, it's it gave um, it it um, it gave um, it gave young black kids a fucking superhero to look at and go fuck. There you fucking it, go. It gave them it gave them a fucking it's a to no, go, it, it, to, 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 it's to a no, Just I, I, sorry. It, it, like it, it, you know, for for the bad that Marvel has done, it gave us Black Panther, which is probably one of the most important films of this of this century. It, so, it sounds like hyperbole, but you think about it. African superhero film grosses all the fucking money in the world, inspires just so many people. But what he wanted from Shang Chi was that to do the same thing for yeah. young Asian kids. Yeah, quite. And and it it, it seems a little. My issue with the first, it, 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 fuck it, it's it's grading this off fucking less than two minutes of fucking footage. So I'm being a little bit of a dick now, but I'm trying to not. But it just seems a little bit like when you compare what. Black Panther, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Black Panther movie, I'll, I'll freely admit that. Um, but it just seemed that what that did in the scope and the scale and the the idea and the uh, the vibrancy and the verve that that film had, this just seems very... Meh. <laughs> hmm. Like you say that it could just be it could the just whole be first, first trailer, trailer syndrome yeah you know there's plenty of films that are like great first trailers have been an absolute fucking <laughs> monkey shit yeah um but yeah that's that's that anyone anyone any any more on trailers i don't even know what you mentioned brought the fucking energy right down <laughs> as you all want to do let's bring it back up i mean you should probably start with the other film then if you want to do that no Okay, let's let's talk dementia. Let's do that. Let's bring it back up. Let's let's bring the good times back. Woo! <laughs> um, oh, and um, also, sorry, at this point, just to say, I've stopped using other music and clips and whatnot in the show. Um, if anybody has any feedback on that, I am very very up for hearing it. But. It takes fucking ages, and if we ever wanted to put this show on YouTube, we'd be fucking copyright striked so fast it would make our heads spin. Mm-hmm. So just to say, going forward, 
uh, no music or trailer clips in the show. If anyone is unhappy. Sorry. Just you singing, man. I I, I mean, I'll do a clip from the father. (laughs) Hello there. Uh, Hello. I'm I'm Anthony. And uh, I I can't remember who I am. And who are you? And uh, Is is that your Welsh, Ian? Hello. Where do you live? I live in Wales. I think that's quite good, Hopkins. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a tap dancer, don't you know? Yes, yes. That was really good, that's actually. That's fucking really good, Hopkins. That one was really, oh, really? Was really good. Do that again. Do the tap dance a bit again. Dance I used monkey. To be a tap, I used to be a tap dancer. Yes, yes. I, uh, <laughs> um, what I will say oh, now great. is, because... Uh, with that new listeners we occasionally might get new listeners and i don't think we say it i think we, we say it but we often say it after the fact we are all spoilers all the time so we are aware that the father is a very new movie so but we are all spoilers all the time spoiler um, alert he doesn't he, t- he turns out he's not a tap dancer no he's not, <laughs> nah, he's, not. he's a lying piece of fucking shit um, spoiler alert turns out they're actually all just fucking with him and moving stuff around that's what you really hoped for. Isn't it? Let's get into that. We'll get that later. We'll get into <laughs> that later. <laughs> um, so, uh, co-written uh, and directed by uh, playwright uh, Florian Zeller um, and stars uh, Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, Mark Gattis, uh, Imogen Poots. Always nice to see Poots. Uh, uh, Olivia Williams um, and uh, not Olivia Wilde, Becky. No, <laughs> not Olivia Cockburn. Uh, and Rufus Sewell. Um, I like seeing Rufus Sewell. In what is it the story of? Let me do my thing that I'm doing from now on, which is stealing it from I Am of the DBs. Uh, it's not very imaginative. That I give shit. Um, a man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. He tries to make sense of his changing circumstances. He begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of reality. I like the fact that IMDb manages to concise films down into things often that have nothing to do with the film. Excuse me. Um, Ian. The Father. Remember we're all spoilers all the time. When Olivia Coleman turned into Olivia Williams, Mm -hmm. right... Did you do the whole Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme? Uh, I w- was doing that quite a lot during this film, I won't lie. Mark did a full Scooby-Doo. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of did, didn't I? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ian. The far yeah. go. <laughs> I thought it was pretty incredible in all honesty um it really knocked me for six um and you know pe- people have been saying on these like oscar podcasts to listen to and whatnot you know like you know people are almost like the father does that film actually exist you know and um on the sounds of it like anthony hopkins olivia coleman drama about dementia like you know they're saying like it sounds like an oscar film but it's actually a lot more interesting than that. And I, I, I think it was, I, I, I found it incredibly 
jarring and discombobulating but obviously that's what it was supposed to do and for a film which is primat like 95 percent of the film if not more is set in one location but like various rooms of one location the way it upends like like where you think you are who you think who you think the character is talking to what what is actually going on I, I I thought was really quite striking, and I I think it it's telling that the director of this film was also the person who like wrote the play it was based on because yeah it 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 feels lived in it feels studied it it feels like this person just knows the the material in and out um and yeah I I I found it profoundly upsetting um. Uh, I, I I teared up at several moments, um, and even the, the the more showy moments. I mean, like particularly like the end of the film, when I think about well, who what perspective is this actually taking? It it kind of just clicks into place for me. I'm, re- I'm really interested to see uh, uh, to hear what you guys thought. But I thought Hopkins was good. I thought Coleman was better. And if she hadn't won Best Actress a couple years back, she'd be fucking running away with Supporting Actress this year. She's better in this. Running away. Sorry? She's better in this than she is in what she won for. The favourite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think totally fair to say. Like, the fucking heartbreak that is going on with that character. And Olivia Coleman does so much with just her face. And not, like, over-egging it just the the like the fucking sadness that that woman can bring it it is something i yeah i mean it's i i I thought i thought it was i thought it was cracking i thought it was really fucking good film just quickly on another cover for somebody who essentially made her um got her place um i would say in comedy the the, the the shift that she's made into just into more and, and I like the fact that she still does comedy, um, but the the fact that it, it, when she started doing dramatic roles, it was like 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 it, it was a completely new actress. Mm. It was staggering, and she's she's one of those where she's never not been fantastic in anything she's yeah. been in. She's always, she is, it is, Olivia Coleman is always brilliant in everything she does, be it comedy or drama. Um, Becky, the subjective dementia often is, it's a fear of yours, isn't it, a little bit? Um, what are you fucking saying? So, so this movie was already going to hit you. Did it hit you in the right place or um, was it a complete fucking, did it, did it punch you in the ear rather than the face? um do you know what i i I very much went into it thinking even if this is good it's gonna be a thanks i hate it but i think it's handled so well that you you can't really hate it because you kind of you have empathy for the characters like there's there's not none of them are dickheads who's a dickhead uh, Hopkins that? says some fucking Hopkins shit. Yeah. Right, but that's not Hopkins. Hopkins. That's not him from pre-dementia. That's that's his condition. No, I still think he's a prick for that. That's just because you don't like Anthony Hopkins. I, 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 uh, dick. 
it, um, there's ob- there's obviously some unsaid shit that like he I mean he says at one point he preferred his his young his, his other daughter. He said he said and, that on a number of different points. His yeah. favorite daughter, Lucy. <laughs> um, I like. Well, I, I both like and hate that it plays out for the majority of the film's runtime as a, essentially a horror movie. It's got that same tension and edge of your seat and shit, what's going to happen next vibe of a horror movie. Um, and it's, it, yeah, dementia is, is, it is one of those those things that it, it absolutely fucking terrifies me. Like, imagine, imagine living your entire life and then just, just not being you anymore, just completely losing yourself. It must be so scary and it must be, it must be awful for the people around you. Um, but so yeah, it, it, it did kind of push, push my buttons a little bit, but I think the, I think the acting in it's great. I think, um, it's one of those films that you have to kind of just watch and hope that the threads come together by the end for you you can't try and understand it as it's going on otherwise you'll just drive yourself mad um and it's um and and it does it does kind of all come together that it's essentially just all these mixed up messed up shit running through his head and he's actually in the home and it's it's just really fucking sad um it also commits one of the most horrifying phrases in in history to celluloid in little daddy if i never hear little daddy uttered again pathetic that it will be too soon i want you to burst my eardrums when they said it made no sense either uh, the chicken bothered you, didn't the it? Chicken little chicken bothered, bothered me. <laughs> the chicken bothered me. The chicken bothered me. I literally said to Beck, if they mention got a chicken or something like that one more time. See, that didn't bother me because the whole point of the movie and having that touchstone there of the chicken no, 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 was no, that no. he was looping. Mention a meal, though. Don't just mention I got you a chicken. I'm making you a chicken. Mention a fucking meal. It's just chicken, isn't it? It's no, but what, what, just a chicken. No, no, they don't say roast chicken. Yeah, but... They just say chicken. Right, if we were having, like, a roast chicken dinner, I, I, and you were like, oh, we're having for dinner, I'd be like, oh, chicken. Chicken what? Well, then if you asked the question, I would expand upon that. It bothered me. It really did. I, 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 think, I think the default for we're having chicken is a roast chicken. Yeah, I would say so. I think it's just been fucking difficult. No, it, but it, it's the way it was done. The chicken thing bothered me. It's not the biggest thing that bothered me. I I feel like um, when I this is your version of when I had problems with the Last Jedi when people were being put on hold. Yep, it, it, it could be a little bit, and I, I will admit that it could be a little bit. But it was just that little thing, you know, the way it, where it just gets in your brain, it just twinges a little bit. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. Even but, you know, I'm being unreasonable here, but stop fucking saying chicken. <laughs> I and I, I I'm sorry, but I still maintain. That in the Star Wars world, they don't put people on hold. I mean, I, I maintain that they have mastered <laughs> space travel. I think that a long time ago, they that they worked out hold. I just, I, I think the whole, can you hold for a minute, please? Or whatever he says, 
That's not something that anyone in the Star Wars world has ever said. Um, and also, bit of breaking news, looks like Chelsea are pulling out of the Super League. Yeah, it, 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 I, I think it's all going to come crashing down in the next week. Very funny. Anyway, um, and, and yeah, so Hopkins, Mark, you just you, you're not you're, you're not a fan, are you? I'm, I'm I'm not a fan. I think he's I think he is incredibly overrated. Um, I think he's great in this though. But he's Anthony Hopkins in it. Yeah. If he's not Anthony Hopkins in it, right, then he needs to stop doing that mm, thing that he does. Oh my god, that's just how he talks. No, that's not a word though. It's annoying. Mm. It's a noise. It's Just don't do it. It's part of his inflection. It's right, but, but but then you can't have it... You can't inflect it on every character you play. Otherwise, you're just Anthony Hopkins. Well, he's called Anthony and you don't get his surname. Yeah, I, it, it's called Anthony and the date of birth he gives is his date of birth. Is he really? Yeah. Aww. The role was literally written for him. Nice. That's why he's called Anthony. Hey, the thing, right? Here we go. Right, the thing is with the father, <laughs> it's a really, really, really good movie, and it's a really interesting movie. There's a lot of points where you go, "Whoa, okay, what the fuck's going on there?" And the, 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 there's bits where you have the question, like a big question there uh, that I had in it was when uh, Mark Gattis starts hitting him. And then he suddenly turns into Rufus Sewell. Was the Rufus Sewell version hitting him? Because I don't think he was. No. And I, I think the Rufus Sewell, I think that's really clever casting. Mm. Because Rufus Sewell is more of somebody who exudes a a more intimidating uh, nature than Mark Gattis. And he, and, he, and he has the bits where, the first, where he literally calls... Hopkins character on things, but you only ever see Gattis character or, or version actually assault him. Mm. And Gattis, I'm not having a go at Gattis, but Gattis seems a little bit less inti- physically intimidating or imposing mm. than the Rufus Sewell. I think that's a really clever piece of casting um, and, and, and manipulation of, of, um, of the way that you view it. There's there's so much good going on in this movie. Um, and I, I, I don't think, I think it's right that, uh, that like you said, Ian, and you said, Becky, that, that Coleman um, and Olivia Williams are are both really, really good in this. I think Rufus Sewell and Matt Gatt is really good in it. I think Hopkins is good in it. I don't think he's the best thing in it. Um, I think he's probably, the, he's probably the weakest performance in it. But in a film of very, very good performances, so I don't think he's anywhere near... I'm not saying he's bad in it, because he's not. He's very good in it. But the moments where where I go, were all Hopkins moments. And part of that could be because I just don't like his style of acting. Mm. There they could absolutely be that, and I, I, I will freely admit that. Um, I don't think there's a weak performance in this. But no, I, 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 I 100% agree with you. I think even fucking Poots does a lot with with the run the actual screen time she gets. She's very good. Yeah, I, I think she gets the she she purposefully conveys the oddity of her character that like she an doesn't exist. Confusion, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That that her character doesn't actually exist. Well, her character is Olivia Williams, yeah. And he's putting yeah. his dead daughter's and he's putting his dead daughter's face on it. So 
Yeah. We, okay. we never get we, we never get her character mm. with the exception of a flashback death sequence. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the way it plays around it is really interesting. The I did feel very much I didn't know anything about this movie going in or anything like that, and I turned out you about twenty minutes in, didn't I back here and said, This is based on a player, right? Because it, it, it felt, I felt very much like I was watching a film based on a player, which isn't even a criticism. I bet it's fantastic as a player. Except well. it's fantastic as a player because as well. It all uses the same space. It'll just be set dressing work. And it's so clever the fact that that you've got that that, that you have one thing that theatre does uh, that players do is they reuse actors mm. to play different roles so that you can keep the, the the people you have to pay down. Yeah. And that uses this. But in a really fucking clever way, mm. so much of it is is really, really, really good. And and the more I talk about it, the more it goes up. But then you have the last two minutes of it, which I thought were appalling. And uh, <laughs> you had um, Little Daddy, which was just like... Nails down a fucking chalkboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was... It was horrific. Horrible. It was almost like they were committing a hate crime on me. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, I mean, that. First time that, it was that, that, sticking my mouth a bit. Yeah. Go on, Ian. That, sorry. That, that, no, 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 no. I'm sorry for. Um, yeah. I, 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 that bit I read as. He's basically reverted and she's not actually saying all this shit. He's imagining that she's his mum and that's the shit that his mum would say to him or something. You know, like I... I, I, I at the it, end was, was, was that, but the little daddy thing, fucking hell. Fucking, just any any adult that calls their father daddy needs to have a word anyway. It was... But I, little daddy, oh... Yeah, there was uh, there was another bit that, that but the that, bit where he has the breakdown in the hospital room and he, he kind of reverts to a childlike mentality that didn't bother me at all. Like, you, I found it really heartbreaking. The, the thing is, yeah, yeah was, the yeah. thing is, you did and, and Ian did, so I am freely ready to admit that I am absolutely in the wrong. Is this grave of the fireflies all over again? Is this because of the whole you being dead inside thing? Uh, yeah, it yeah. probably is. It probably is because people who have um, I actually asked Mark what he'd do if I got dementia, and he said I'd fucking I'd mess with you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for that. I believe you would as well. Put me in a fucking home. I, I, I kind of would a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I think I definitely think with that I am very much in the wrong, and it is my. Um, weird wired brain that that, that that causes me to go right that didn't land for me and but I, I think even you two have to admit that that long shot going out after what was said and focusing in on the leaves on the trees was a bit like it was a bit on the nose please yeah. fuck off yeah but then again in saying that i think there was a lot of hard cuts that you could have made and made this movie devastating at the end hmm. i i, I I, I almost, yeah, I mean, you could have had just a cut to black with, like, her, her cradling him, um, and it maybe 
it would have been more shocking. But by then, I think maybe just leaving it on 30 seconds of you just kind of like contemplating it and it just kind of releasing the air out of the balloon a little bit. I I I kind of I I thought was fine. I mean it's not the it's not the finest directorial choice of the film, don't get me wrong, but I I get where you're coming from, but it worked on me and I kinda just needed that time to sit with it for for twenty, thirty seconds. And the thing is I, I think if that if that closing scene has has got you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then then I, then I think you'd be more inclined that 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 would be more like you said that that makes perfect sense and I there is that um I actually think in terms of directorially um I think it's um it's for a a first time film director it's it's really quite impressive and it was quite heartening the fact that he wrote the play but he brought in somebody else to co-write the screenplay with him because he wanted somebody a who uh, got the way that film works and what is it? So he, he chose somebody purposefully in Christopher Hampton who has um, adapted plays before, mm. but also as well uh, somebody who uh, English was their first language, so that would make sense. So that mm. the um, the direct translations could be could be moved around a little bit. So it, it shows that Florenzella is very much, it, 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 it's his play and it, it, it's his film, but it, it shows the fact that he doesn't have the uh, an ego of uh, ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that he, yeah. he wanted to make the best version of this. So and to do that... Brought in the appropriate yeah, help, yeah. Yeah, that, that, he's, that he's brought in help. Yeah, because we did wonder, didn't we, whether Little Daddy's just a bad translation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I messaged Ian earlier today and said that during the review of this movie, it's either going to go up a star for me or down a star. Mm. And it's gone up a star. That's good. Because it, it is a... It, what did you give it before? It's three and a half. So it's gone up half a star for. Um, because it's so much more interesting than Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins' Dimension movie. It just oh, it well, is. Yeah. It really is. It's... Yeah. I'm really excited to see the, the next Hugh one. Jackman, Laura Dern bipolar movie. Yeah, that's so. The Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great title for your follow up to The Father. It's perfect. Sorry. Well, the, the last one's got to be called The Holy Ghost, then. No, well, apparently it's a, it's a trilogy he's doing based on familial relationships. So The Father, The Son, and then whatever it'll be. Uncle. The second the father, cousin. The Son and the Uncle. It doesn't have to be boys. Could be. He's gone father son. It would seem like if he then went great aunt, it would be a little bit like. Why would it be great aunt? I don't know, but why would I say great aunt? Did it have Martin Lawrence in a fat suit? You <laughs> Florian Zeller's Big Mama's House Four. Yeah. <laughs> don't think totally that would work. No, it it it, it wouldn't. Um, are we are we moving towards the end of this? Because it's definitely not shit. Oh, oh yeah. Not shit. It, 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 it's it's a very it, it's a very hard and definitely not shit as well. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly I think it would be it it's got no chance of winning best picture, but 
if it was in the running, I think it would probably be the one that I'd be going, yes, please. Yeah, um, yeah, I would be perfectly, well, is... perfectly happy with this winning Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. Two seconds, because I, I actually forget what fucking he's even nominated for Best Picture this fucking year. Um, where's Best Picture? Uh, well, yeah, because while Mark's doing that, I, you know, like per, for me, uh, One Night in Miami would would be up there um the more i think about nomadland the more i like it but i don't think i'm quite there but in terms of like an overall picture i think maybe nomadland would take but no but i don't know though like the father like best like best director i don't think zella got nominated for best director which i think is fucking insane yeah uh you know, I'd 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 swap him I'd swap him out for Fincher, no fucking problem. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung as well, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, Can I just say I think the other one, based on the titles of his plays, will be The Mother. Cool. He's got the father, the son, the mother. They're the only sort of family. It would it would, it would make sense then. Yeah, it would. So it's not the Holy Ghost. Don't think it's the Holy Ghost, babe, no. Did I go a little bit too Catholic there? You did, you did. We have been watching some Catholic shit, aren't we? Yeah, I went down the full fucking Catholicism there. Um, I, yeah, if, if, if this one best picture, I wouldn't be going, well, that's a bit of a fucking green book, isn't it? Um, it would be a... Well played. Well played. Yeah, well played. Well done, Anthony. It's about time. That's what you'd be saying, isn't it? No, that isn't what I'd be saying. You deserve it, Anthony. No, I wouldn't be saying that. People of Wales... Well, our audience poll, 83% <laughs> were definitely not shit. Yeah. And 17% were shit. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Right then, I'm going to get a beer, is it? Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause then. Uh, can we go All right then. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, Lon? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favorite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. podcast you're listening to pretty good isn't it only problem is it's about halfway through pretty soon it'll be over and then what are you gonna do well if you're a fan of this show why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed pod syndicate the bonus shows every week your hosts from beyond the neon chinstroker versus punter entertainment landfill film bastards his film her movie and what's on tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed these shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on the bonus shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. Me. Oh. So I, uh, um, I just sat down and forgot that I was in the uh, the chair that's got a much lower seat. <laughs> did you fall? Did you fall drop then? I, I fuck it. Yeah, like that was very, very di- unnerving. <laughs> um, I tell you what, Mark, the way this is going, I don't think we are going to talk about the football on Thursday because fucking Man City are pulling out as well. Oh. and talk sport are now saying all 12 clubs are meeting tonight to discuss disbanding it <laughs> fucking hell a yeah. reminder of something that Florentino Perez said earlier today the contract of the Super League is binding nobody can leave we all work together all the clubs signed the contracts last Saturday there's no problem um, it, 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 it seems like yeah they've all gone yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. I mean, like, the thing is, UEFA are going to have them over a fucking barrel now as well. Like, they're, they're not going to be able to pull anything like this for years. The thing is, though, I think what this might do is they might, if they do this bad, they might look at it and go, all right, we'll, we'll pull away from this, but... Now, could you want to have a quick look at what the new Champions League uh, revamp is and have a go at that? <laughs> I love how everyone gets this angry about something that's going to hurt their pockets, though, and online bullying and racism against players just continues rampant and unchecked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jordan Henderson raised that point today. I think it's disgusting, to be honest. Get angry about it- the right stuff. I, uh, I, it's yes, one hundred percent that. I, I, it, it was a worthy thing to get angry about. It's just people should get angry about more worthy things. Yeah. Anyway, I just love it. There's, there's probably going to be more developments while we're recording. <laughs> we'll keep it's you updated, guys. The... It will come out for a while, but it will keep you updated. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, quite. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, it, it must. Uh, that, yeah, it must be boring for people who are listening. But it's just, it's. Uh, I just the fact that Joel Glazer was like the one person who actually came out and fucking like 
to send some of any other like the, the chairman's I, i'm not i'm not backing joel glazer up or anything it's fucking retarded but did did anybody else actually um come out in support of this from the clubs uh no the 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 the, the, the official statement was in was joel glazer and then the only other um the only other sort of like proper presence has come out has been Florentino Perez. Oh man. Fucking hilarious. Anyway, right. What are we on to? Uh what are you watching Ian? Ah we're doing that, are we? I wasn't expecting that. Ah, very good. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I've done some Oscar catch up, but I'll, um, I'll I'll talk around that with a couple of things. Um, watched uh, Tower Heist, uh, a cancelled director's Tower Heist, um, which has not aged very well. It's Ten years old, and I think there are multiple lines that would not be looked upon with great fondness at this point, and it's. It's weird for such a varied, interesting cast to make something that's so fucking nondescript is quite an achievement. <laughs> you know, like Ben Stiller is just milk toast in this. Like he's just nothing. Eddie Murphy, funny, not in it as much as you think he is. He's going to be for being second build. Alan Alda, I think, is a good is a good bad guy, but is kind of one note. Um, however, Taya Leone is hotter than the sun in moments in this. And uh, my word. Um, in, 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 in terms of pure vibe more than anything else. Um, I, you know, Taya Leone getting drunk and taking the piss out of me is a kink I never knew I had. <laughs> But here we go, you know. That that's where we are. Um, that's Tower Heist. Um, so uh, uh, we also uh, Donna and I on Friday night uh, rewatched Avengers: Infinity War. Um, Infinity War is two and a half hours of get the thing, and Endgame is three hours of better than that. And I think that's maybe all I have to say about Infinity War as well. Like, it's entertaining. There are individual scenes that are great. But it is all set up to a far superior second part. For me. You're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. Coolio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, Oscars catch up. So... I am down to five films to go until I have seen every single feature-length Oscar-nominated film. That I'm going to do it. Sorry? That's pretty impressive. Thank you. So, I watched, nominated for Best Original Song, The Life Ahead. <laughs> Is so, the song any good? <laughs> It's in the end credits, and it's got kind of nothing to do with what actually happened in the film. <laughs> so you 
95 minute Italian film. Yeah. For a song a... that is at the end credits. Yep. That's right. That's commitment, Ian, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty impressive. Yep. It, is the film any good? It was all right. Because I mean, it, was... <laughs> it, it, it looks like it looks very much like you know like like three out of five. That's exactly what I gave it, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 looks like like the cinematic version of a decent packet salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, weirdly, yeah, yeah. I think that's perfect, actually. Um, thing is, I think Netflix were kind of thinking maybe they'd have some sort of campaign going for Sophia Loren. Yeah. Um, but nah, she's not bad. I mean, you know, story is Sophia Loren uh, plays a kind of like den mother for the kids of uh, uh, sex workers um, who like used to be a sex worker herself, now looks after the these kids for money. Um, a orphan boy living with a doctor is uh, sent to live with her um and uh but he also starts a life of uh peddling drugs so um he's getting to know sophia loren and kind of learning kind of how to be good while also being kind of tempted by the dark side problem with this the dark side yes he's peddling drugs but that but the guy like not the worst person in the world treats him pretty well like you know it's a weird father-son dynamic, but you could see a version of this where drug dealer realizes the end of his ways and starts um, looking after this boy, and you wouldn't have to have much cha- a change in the characters at all. It's 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 weird. Um, and by the end of the film, it's like, well, obviously the right decision is to is to go with the side of Sophia Loren. And I kind of thought, I kind of feel sorry for the drug dealer. It kind of seemed like he needed a friend um so maybe not the most effective bit of work in the world um but no i mean it was it it was fine but like i say the song didn't really have much to do with anything um uh, kind of more notable oscar stuff nominated for best actress andra day for the united states versus billy holiday uh lee daniels's uh new film which Andre Day is very good. The rest of it, not so much, which kind of, I, I think, is the prevailing opinion about the film. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, she's she's very good. I In a year where there was more competition, she wouldn't have a fucking sniff at a nomination. Um, she's good. But it feels like. It, it feels like she would be like number five quite handily, really. Um, you know, uh, so what is it? Kirby, Mulligan, McDormand, Davies, uh, Davis. Yeah, she's number five by a distance for me. Um, it just, it's, it, it doesn't really examine the the like the genius of Billy Holiday and why you should necessarily be that bothered about who she is and the the battles that she has aside from the fact that she wrote this song Strange Fruit which isn't played until about 80 minutes into the film 
So you're told all the way through. It's like, play Strange Fruit, play Strange Fruit. I can't play Strange Fruit. They won't let me. Why? You've, there's a title card at the start talking, uh, saying that it references lynchings. Cool. I want to hear the song. Let's not assume that everybody knows what Strange Fruit is. Maybe just have a fucking scene at the start where she's recording it or something. I, I don't know. But instead, you get Travante Rhodes um, playing um, an FBI agent who basically fucks her over and then falls in love with her afterwards. Um, so, again, his character, not particularly compelling, not a great dude. Um, but he sure wants to fuck Billy Holiday. Um, and I, I don't know that it just left no real impression on me whatsoever, other than that was quite melodramatic. And you saw a lot more of Andra Day than you probably should have given what the content of this film is like. There's some salacious showing of her body through this film. Oh. which yeah it's i mean yes you're you're more interested now mark yes um no I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit like why <laughs> not a film that you'd expect yes. yeah, no, writing, no, is it? no yeah it, it is yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Like, it, gratuitously disrespectful i haven't seen the movie so i, I can't comment on it but but the fact that there's nudity in this movie uh, makes me go. Huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I am scooping again. But it is from the director of the Paperboy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's it. But it's the director it's of the Paperboy. Do, yes, doing this, you know, very well intentioned film that just doesn't fucking work at all. Have you ever seen the Paperboy, Becky? I think so. Is that the um, one with? Um... Baby Zephron. It is the one with Baby Zephron. It? Yeah, yeah. It's so. the one where Kidman pisses on Zephron. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kidman really pisses on hard Zephron. Yeah. And, and, and literally, uh, John Cusack gets Kidman off by just looking at her. Oh, that's right. In front of people. Yeah. Filthy, filthy Cusack. What a fucking film. What am I rewatching that? 5,000. Really We might rewatch that this week. It's like Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, you. <laughs> uh, latest update. <laughs> Barcelona have now said they they didn't even commit to the Super League. Their participation was subject to ratification by the club's membership, and <laughs> Atletico Madrid are also pulling out. <laughs> that 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 that's Barcelona with the biggest technicality they can. <laughs> well, the optics have been the last one to pull out of this, though. We're going to be bad. Yeah, it li- that's Barcelona going, well, technically, technically, Marilyn Manson never killed anybody. <laughs> Not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson never killed anybody. I don't think Marilyn Manson's killed anybody mm, either. I, I don't know. Recent revelations. Um, <laughs> what else have you been watching here? Is anyway, yes. In- Jesus. Um, and a couple more Oscar ones. Um, Matteo Garone's Pinocchio, nominated yeah, for best costume design and best P- Pinocchio, the, the magnificence of this, the uh, listeners, is 
<laughs> this is a quick insight into the into the how how Ian's mind works. Ian went from messaging us on, oh, yeah. on WhatsApp on Saturday morning at like nine o'clock saying that he might have to give up the Oscars full rewatch because Pinocchio was over two hours long. So literally half an hour later, I started to watch Pinocchio. Yeah, that's how I do. Yeah, it it almost felt like you went you went you went. I'm not gonna be able to do this because because fucking hell, Pinocchio's long, and it's literally a part of your brain went no. We need to watch it now so that we've got over that fucking hill. <laughs> I, I think it was that, though, in all honesty. Um, if I if I wasn't fully intending on completing this Oscars watch, I fucking wouldn't have watched The Life Ahead. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, so, yeah, Pinocchio. Um, quite liked it. I really it's... want to see this now from the description of it on the boy chat. It's fucking something else. Um, I mean, it's the story of Pinocchio, but done in this Italian way with, like, oddly drab cinematography and no real sense of wonder, but an almost constant set sense of threat. <laughs> nice. It's got, like, character design... That will chill you to your bones. <laughs> and it's got a monkey judge. But he's a judge who doesn't like people who are innocent, you see. They've got to be guilty of something and then he'll let them go. Uh, and it's got a tuna that Mark quite rightly pointed out looks like something from the Mighty Boosh. Um <laughs> Absolutely batshit, but considering it's two over two hours long, the sheer what the fuckery of it all makes it very engaging. Um, I just enjoyed the sheer cinema of it all. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a film that, frankly, if cinemas didn't exist, this film would not get made. No one would be fucking mental enough to go, director of Gamora wants to make, (laughs) director of Gamora did this, wants to make an adaptation of Pinocchio where it's like ultra real and yet absolutely nightmarishly surreal. (laughs) Go on then. Um, Yeah, I liked it. Four out of five. I may watch it again in my life. Uh, yeah real pleasant surprise this one um it made me laugh though because i was watching it in front of lottie she was like what's this and she was like you shouldn't be watching this in front of me and i was like lots no it's fine it's it's a kid's film she's like no it's not and you know it's like out of the mouths of babes you know it, it's yeah something else that um and uh, lastly, um, nominated for Best Original Documentary, uh, Time. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon original. And um, yeah, uh, pretty stunning bit of work about um, a husband and wife um, rob a bank. Uh, she's jailed for three years. He's jailed for 20. Uh, she's pregnant with twins at the time. 
and it's about her basically trying to get her her husband out out of jail like get get a parole hearing for him um but she also used to film her and her family a lot so it's this kind of journey through 20 20 yeah that like 20 years um of a family uh she and i think four sons i want to say and how they completely break through the stereotype of black women with husband in jail and four kids you know um but also really acknowledging the difficulties that they face and the perception of them that they face um and it's all done in like 80 minutes um yeah really really powerful stuff um lord knows the amount of footage they must have had to 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 go through but some of the images they capture it's like it's it's i don't know it it's the story of a family's life and it feels like it should be longer than an hour and 20 and yet it is uh an hour and 20 um really really striking uh, bit of work Further evidence that when my octopus teacher win, wins best documentary um, on on Sunday, that that is going to be an absolute travesty. I've only got one more documentary left to watch, and the idea that the octopus teacher is better than any of these fucking things I've seen so far is an absolute joke. Uh, Crip Camp is a really uh, engaging, heartwarming story of what people like what people can do how people can change viewpoints collective is a damning indictment of romanian politics but politics um writ large but is also constructed as an all the president's men-esque thriller time is this fucking just crazy crazy in concept documentary which pulls it off in such a weirdly short run time and my octopus teacher is about a man who befriends an octopus <laughs> <laughs> so i've got the mole agent left which apparently is about an old man who infilt i, I want to say it's about an old man who infiltrates a care home to um uncover the injustices being done to the people who live there so it's not about Hans Molman. I, I I wish the Hans Molman agent's coming next year. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll I'll talk about that on the next show. But uh, yeah, um, t- yeah. I mean seriously, time. It's like eighty minutes. It's really really worth a watch. Uh, but that's me done. Becky, you've watched some solo bits this week, haven't you? Because I haven't watched any solo bits. Um, not very much. Well, fuck you then. Just the mummy and the mummy returns. Because they're fucking bangers. The mummy is. The mummy returns is really good. Just because you don't like children, Mark, does not make it a bad film. That kid is really fucking annoying. I mean, yes, he is really annoying. He is the worst. But it still has Brendan Fraser in it, so... But it also has that kid in it. It does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quite why they thought they could just replace... Rachel Weisz and carry on is fucking beyond me. Mm. She's so integral 
to it. Like she's not a side character. If they'd if they'd if they'd recast Jonathan as an example, you could maybe have gotten away with it. But the well, three you, of John Hannah. You could have gotten away with it, but the three you absolutely cannot recast are Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, and Imhotep. Imhotep is, is he in the third one? I don't think he is. But you, if you were making it and he was in it, you couldn't recast it. His face is very recognisable. The chemistry between Brendan Fraser yeah. and Rachel Weiss is not. It's not just. It's not manufactured. No. You can't just swap somebody else into that and it and it work and it doesn't. No. Because they're kind of adorable. As like a little on-screen couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. They're they're fun. The effects are good enough that you need them to be. The sandstorm bit that kills that old man is 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 quite impressive. Weirdly, the third film has the worst looking effects. Mm. Yeah, makes me really sad. The whole Brendan Fraser thing makes me really sad. Like it genuinely, I think about it on night and it makes me really sad. I want him back. I want Brendan Fraser back. He's coming back. Is he going to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie? No, he's, he's got a few films about the next couple of years. Good. He's going to be in the one of the new uh, Gary movies, isn't he? Mm. Um, right, so it's our, what we've watched together. Yeah. Um, we watched The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. <laughs> yeah, we did. Nice. Um, that's our Disney star movie of the week. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Um it's really interesting and really good movie. It's it, it very much is of that ilk of nineties thrillers. Mm. Um, Rebecca De Mornay is absolute. I hate the phrase of it, but she is absolute chef's kiss in this. She is fucking perfect in that role. Oh yeah. She is disdainful of everybody. She's a dick. She gives. She don't give a shit about hurting anybody. In fact, that is her mo. That's what she wants to do. When she's called on it, she's like. All right, I'll be on my way. I'm just gonna go get my baby. Oops, no, not my baby. And then she fucking sneaks in and tries to steal the baby. Yeah. She's just a brilliant psychopath. Ernie Hudson is fantastic in it. Is he what's his face? I can't remember his name. Solomon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle. Um, Skiora. Yeah. Let's go, Skiora. Um, yeah, just her thing of just I'm just gonna walk around just from my top off. For no reason. There is some tittage in this, isn't there? It literally is, yeah. She's yeah. just like, she's just parading around. <laughs> but I think she plays the kind of unravelling woman really well as well. Like, she doesn't know what's going wrong, but she knows something's going wrong. It's really fucking pissing her off and she's upset about it and sad and she's just, ah. Yeah. And then she, once she realises, she's like, no, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. This is after, like, She's murdered her best friend. I mean, it's a while. Stole yeah. her baby. I mean, even she's really good in it. She's barely in it. Julianne Moore is great in that. She as the as the like career power driven best friend who's again kind of a bitch. There's a lot of bitches in this. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Um, we also watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah. Sweet. Um, I I didn't know this fact. I found it out just the other day. But you know the, the 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 bit where Jennifer Love Hewitt um, turns around and shouts the What are you waiting for? Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that that was that was guest directed by a child who won a competition? I did not know that. No. Yes. I mean, makes sense now. 
Yeah. That's an awful little scene. That blew my mind when I found that out. Mm. Oh, it's so memeable though, isn't it? Yep. Can you imagine that, though? <laughs> hey, why is a child in that competition? Yeah. For, for a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. It's, I know he did last summer, though. It's 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 not as good as the as the movies it's trying to be. No. But it's still it's entertaining enough. It, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's like a little time capsule as well. Yeah. Of, of, of the cast. Like, oh, my God. Where have all these people gone? They've gone. Yeah, they 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 literally they literally all have gone. Mm. Yeah. Freddie Prince Freddie Prince Jr. plays human confused face. Oh, he's great. He's, he's not. He's great as he's confused really face. not though. No, no, no. But as human confused face, he's really good. He is, but he's a terrible actor. And then randomly, you've got all these like actors. In, in quote marks. Because they're good, because that were a podcast. <laughs> yeah, in, in this movie. And then, and then Anne Hesh. Yeah. I'm, and he's like, what are you doing there, Anne? It, but it, it, is like, it, it is like they went, went we need somebody <laughs> to play just like slightly just unhinged. I mean, Anne Hesh works in that role, but it's it's like you'd have thought she would have had better things to do. Maybe. Than, than this. Maybe. Like, oh, Scream's really popular, let's make our own. That is basically what this film is. Oh, yeah, without question. Um, we rewatched Twisted as part of our uh, ongoing Judathon. We did. It's really good, it's Twisted. It is, yeah. It contains basically Andy Garcia just shouting 60% of his lines for no reason. <laughs> it is a very shouty film, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's... So, for anybody who hasn't seen it, Twisted is, uh, um, Ashley Judd plays, like, a, basically, a, a super cop, doesn't she? A thirsty super cop. A, a super cop who manages to work her way up vice to becoming, to getting, to uh, work on homicide. And then the first case that she gets homicide, it turns out it's somebody that she slept with. And then the second... Not, not the killer, the, 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 the killer, dead yeah. person. No, no the, the, dead the, 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 the dead person. Yeah. And then the next body that, that they arrive on is also somebody that she slept with. A little slutty bird, isn't she? Um, she likes to fuck. Yeah. She likes to fuck. She likes to fuck. Um, and then just, like, literally gets the fuck out of there and goes home and drinks wine and yeah. passes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, she's basically the perfect woman. Um, and Andy Garcia is her, is her new partner on Homicide, isn't he? And <laughs> you... Shouty partner. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, like, um, she she doesn't tell him. Um, like, like, everybody knows that she slept with the first like, body that turns up, but the second one she doesn't tell people, does she? It's a bit awkward, though, isn't it? And then, and then they, they, someone makes a joke about it. Um, about you know about it, oh, well, you slept with this one, and it all gets a little bit. They all laugh about it. It escalates, doesn't it? It escalates. And then when she walks out, Andy Garcia's going, you can't let him get to you. She's like, she's like oh, do you know what the funny thing is? And he's like, he's like what? He's like, I did sleep with him. And then for no reason, Andy Garcia takes a halfway down a staircase and just starts shouting. <laughs> it's like he went, I'm going to take you over here so we're away from all these people so they can't hear us, and then shout so they can hear us. Yeah. It's so odd. And there's a bit where he's just carving a salmon. <laughs> for no reason. Oh, and then like 
and pushing it in her mouth. Oh, Feeding her. Yeah, it's it's not good though. Like, one thing I noticed about this film that I've not noticed before is there is an awful lot of unsolicited, inappropriate <clears throat> touching of Ashley Judd in this film. It is. Everybody touches Everyone Ashley Judd. Is just... Leland Orson's in it for two minutes and touches her inappropriately. It's yeah, it made me quite uncomfortable actually. Because she she's a she's a woman that I I always kind of respect for having a certain amount of agency. The only one who doesn't touch it inappropriately is Samuel Jackson. He's been it. fucking roofing her. He has been roofing her. But not to not not to fuck her. Well, that we don't we won't. That might be a direct call there. We don't know about. Um, it's a really weird. Uh, Woodward's just resigned as Man United chairman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fucking hell. I, I I promise you I'm I, I I am listening and Twisted sounds really really fun, but fuck me, it there's so much stuff going on tonight. <laughs> That's mad. There's heads gonna roll on this. Um, and then our right. final one, Bex. Yeah, another Judd one. Another Judd one. But a different kind of Judd. Yeah, we we, we moved out of the we, thriller kind of vibe. Yeah. Into a crime comedy. Crime comedy. It's yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so we watched Fly Paper, the 2011 movie with Patrick Dempsey in it. Um, also, it's a really good cast: Patrick Dempsey, Ash Judd, Tim Blake Nelson, Jeffrey Tambor, Pruitt Taylor Vince. I love how you skip over Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, and Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Oh. Basically. Two sets of bank robbers turn up at the same time to rob a bank. They decide one of them wants the ATMs and the other one wants the vault. So they decide to just leave each other to do their own thing while the bank's locked down. Yeah. And keep the staff and... and Is there any customers there? No. I don't think there is, no. is there? Um, as hostages. But then the, the, there ends up being, due to incompetence and sneakiness, hijinks ensue um things keep going missing and people keep dying and uh explosives go off more explosively than they should um yeah it's yeah really good um yeah so it's it's quite it's it's clever it's quite twisty um it's a bit of a kind of it's it's a kind of a who done it without a done it if that makes sense you can't um it keeps sort of leading you down um wrong avenues of 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 who is orchestrating everything um you kind of at the start you think it's this larger group of of bank robbers don't you that are, are the ones like messing with stuff and then it's which one of the hostages and then is it these stupid guys are they actually like really intelligent yeah and then it turns out that it was... Well, I won't give it away. In case you haven't seen the it. The person you seen? think it's going to be all the way through it, it turns out it's not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was Fly Paper. Patrick Dempsey's really good in Fly Paper, though. Like, I wish he is really more. good in it, yeah. Yeah. He's, he is actually really, really charismatic in it. Mm. Um, so, to our, uh, um, our other feature review, uh, Love and Monsters. Um a movie that's kind of like that did the rounds would have got a cinematic release then Netflix have picked up I think is what's happened with it uh, yeah it was a Paramount they sold it to Netflix yeah um, stars uh, uh, who's it star uh, it was by Michael Matthews stars Dylan O'Brien Jack Hardwick 
Michael Rooker and other people. And what is it about? Let's see what the I am of the DB says. Uh, love our monsters. Seven years after he survived the monster apocalypse, lovable hapless Joel leaves his cosy underground bunker behind on a quest to reunite with his ex. Okay. Well, not, not really that cozy his underground bunker, is it? It gets invaded by monsters. Good old IMDb. Yeah, that's how I like IMDb things. It gets it more wrong than I would sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Ian, love of hmm. monsters. Was it charming enough to get by with you? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? It's a very, very charming film, and that completely papers... Well, not completely, but it papers over some cracks, you know. Um, It's a film that, by the end of it, is far more, oh, that's lovely, than you ever expect it to be, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really nice time. Don't know whether I'll ever watch it again, but from Oscar watch point of view, best visual effects nomination. Um, thought that was pretty well deserved. You know, there's a lot of really interesting monsters in this, and they blend in really well. Um, and it kind of feels like could there be sequels in the offing where they're maybe learning to live with the monsters, you know? And it's like I, I think I'd be up for that. You know, it's um, and the, the whole at the end, the kind of like you gotta go back out into the world and not be scared by it feels incredibly fucking of the time. Um, I liked it. I thought Dylan O'Brien was char uh, was charming. Uh, I like Jessica Henwick. Um, the 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 Rooker section was delightful. Yeah, I not much to hate. Can't say I fucking truly loved any aspect of it, but yeah, you you'd have to be hard of heart to go now nah, that thing was a piece of shit quite frankly i think so bex why did you think it was a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> no i i really liked it there was there was one nice. point though one though where um with oh what's the creature one the creature that comes out of the ground in the playground and the dog's hiding under the dog uh, uh, I swear to god mark if that dog fucking dies we are switching this thing off and not watching any more of it sure i was i was very invested in his relationship with boy. boy. Yeah. Oh, and the dress. He just really loved his owner. Our dog would never. Um yeah, I think I think the, the thing that, that kind of elevates it um is that kind of it's it's the the relationship stuff. So the relationship with um Rooker and the little girl, his relationship with the dog, him he is like you say he's he's very charming to say that he's you know he's he's the lead in this he's carrying the entire movie alongside various different people but no one particularly constant throughout it um the uh stuff when he gets to the to the other end and she's she's had a whole relationship with a whole other person and lost them whilst he's been sat in his bunker and he's not even known anything about it is is kind of you know, I mean, to be fair, he should have kind of figured that out. Mm. It's been seven years. What? That she'd have had another relationship oh, yeah, with somebody yeah. else. Um, but, but, but she kind of 
could have mentioned it as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he should have figured it out. Which, yeah. Which I could have mentioned it as well. Yeah. That that's the huge thing. Like when yeah, and that that re- that did bother me when she's like, well, I didn't think you were actually going to come. It was like. He made pretty fucking clear he was coming. Do you not say then, actually, I probably need to tell you something before you do? Yeah, it, 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 it did feel a little bit like, yeah, she should maybe have said, you know, when they first reconnected, maybe at that point could have gone, oh, you know, yeah, what is it? Um, I just dropped it in somewhere. Mm, mm. There, a little bit. Yeah, it, it seemed a bit, a bit odd. But yeah, but then I like the fact that it's, I mean, it's essentially kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a coming of age kind of thing in a, in the sense that he's already of the age, but he's, he's not really done anything. Mm. He's being kept in a, in a sort of slight arrested development by the fact that he is just living in this capsule underground and he goes out and he does stuff and he becomes the person he is capable of being. And then he does it all again and goes back and then goes to live in the mountains of Michael Rooker. Yeah, right. I, I, I very much enjoy the fact that... Because uh, the thing is... I, don't know, I Brian, love the fact that the rescuers turn out to be pirates as well. That was that was good. What? The, the, the yacht captain do. They're essentially pirates, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like that. Um, I mean, right, right there, I, I think he's, he's a very charismatic screen presence. Yeah. Um... And I think that he can he, he can do patter comedy quite well. Um, and it, I think he, he, he's got... I'm very interested to see where his career kind of is going to go. Mm. Uh, because he seems like quite an interesting guy in mm. terms of the, the choices he, that, that he makes. Um, but I think if you don't get on board with his version of charisma... Then it could be a bit too pitchy. Yeah, you could have that. Mm. There's, there's definitely a um, because with something like this, I think you could quite easily compare this to something like um, Zombieland. Yeah, it made me want yeah. to rewatch Zombieland. Would be an easy <laughs> comparison. However, you are literally on the majority of this journey with just him. So what works with Zombieland is that. If, if 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 let's say Zombieland was just you on the journey with Jesse Eisenberg's character, mm. it would be insufferable and nobody would like it. Mm. You need the balance of Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone and yeah. um, Abigail Breslin to, to kind of to, to to bounce that out a little bit to take away the the intentional irritableness of Jesse Eisenberg. Um, what? Don't know how much it's intentional or how much he's just leaned into the fact that that's who he is and he has to embrace it. It might, it might be that, but I, I think the, fil- the film is aware yeah, that he, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's, he's that and the neurosis and like that. But his um, Dylan O'Brien's uh, his uh, it's not neurosis or anything like that. He's not he's not scared of, of, of facing these these monsters or anything like that. He just freezes up because of a traumatic event mm. and the fact that he has to snap out of it to save his best friend which is the greatness of it being man's best friend it's that the dog is helpless and he has to snap out of it for that i thought it was brilliant there's some great shots in it the shot of him throwing the grenade into the queen thing yeah, yeah. that's that great a fucking great shot mm. um 
you said it as well. That there's some there's, there's there's some good fucking. You you can tell that uh, Michael Matthews had some great times watching Stand by Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, bit with the music and then immediately followed by uh, the leeches. Immediately followed by the leeches. Yeah. Uh, like super powered leeches. Yeah. Just no just one wants that shit. Wanker leeches. Yeah. Yeah. And then the trippy scene, everything like that yeah. is. I tell you what what had an awful lot more emotion to it than I anticipated the the scene about of them getting attacked by the crab I actually found that really heartbreaking yeah sad. the crab yeah I, I, I am glad really glad that the minute he got that chain off the crab the first thing the crab did was went oh I'm gonna go and get that Aussie prick yeah <laughs> yeah I not only am I gonna do that I am gonna sink that fucking yacht mm. it was I felt like that that crowd got exactly what he needed. He got the closure he needed. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad for good it. Good for him. Yeah. 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 Good for him. And I would absolutely watch sequels oh, but to like, this. But the, even that, like, you look at the creature design, you, you could you could see the pain mm. every time it got electrocuted. That that's really good. Like it wasn't just a scary crab monster. No, the good character. But, yeah, it did, and it yeah, I, I really felt for that crab. It, me. Yeah, no, I, I I had a great time with it. I, I think like you said there, Ian, it, it, you'd be you'd be a little bit minge faced if you went on this shit. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck off to Dickhead Island. Yeah, it's just supposed to be a fun family film. Yeah, it's. That's I mean, I've, I've, it's... Mark, just to say, I've been to Dickhead Island, and its reputation is unjustified. <laughs> <laughs> is it a party town? Dude, I, I, you know, I thought everybody there was all right. <laughs> well, th- th- maybe you just found the right place. <laughs> what do you, whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. If anyone was going to be sent to Dickhead Island on this podcast, it wouldn't be you two. <laughs> no, you'd be the mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would absolutely be on the plane with Tom Arnold and Polly Shaw in that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> short of the sun <laughs> uh, I would go I deserve it and I regret nothing yeah solid um, I don't think there's that much more to say about Love and Monsters it's a really good time watch it yeah. optimal time Sunday daytime I would say for this kind of movie it's a good daytime movie yeah. it's a great daytime watch yeah nice. absolutely yeah. Recommend and we'll watch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It will. It will be one that I will watch again probably more than once as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, on, on the Lottie spectrum, she watched moments of it. So five <laughs> out of five. <laughs> well, oh, this is quite heartening. Love of Monsters, our audience poll. I'm definitely not shit. I'm oh, yeah, we're all definitely not shit. Yeah, yeah. Um. Definitely not shit. Eighty-eight percent. Boom. Geostorm, twelve percent. I, I could see that. Like you say, if you don't get on with Del- Dylan O'Brien's shtick, it yeah. could be a bit like, mm-hmm. oh, he's irritating. Film's all right, kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Cool with that. Right. Questions. At least no one said shit, because it means that now you've not like retroactively called any of our listeners minge-faced. <laughs> yeah. Well, this time. This time. <laughs> <laughs> this time, yeah. Um, questions. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick Kidd, at Rick J. Kidd, asked the Oscars this weekend, what are your favourite and least favourite Best Picture winning films? 
I'm glad a little scroll through this because I am terrible at knowing what one's what's won what. Favourite and least favourite. My favourite running through them would probably be Platoon. Fucking love Platoon. I could watch Platoon like once a week quite happily. Well, that's quite easy for you because it is one of your favourite movies. I find it quite heartening when when sort of more serious and deserving stuff like Spotlight um, gets it. Um, least favourite. I mean, there's so many in here that are fucking undeserving. The King's Speech. What the fuck? As a spectacular anti-royal, that one grated on me massively. Uh, fucking Crash won it. Jesus Christ. Chicago won it. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That is mental. Shakespeare in fucking love is probably the classic should not have won an Oscar film, isn't it? That's the one that gets raised a lot when people are talking about how the Oscars mean nothing. Um... Yeah, they're probably the ones that annoy me the most. But yeah, I think given that it's given that it's America and given that Platoon is a Vietnam America is a Vietnam movie. I think I think it's done all right there. I mean, yeah, mine would be Platoon or Rocket have to be up there. Oh yeah. Fucking hell Kramer versus Kramer. I have an inordinate amount of love for Kramer versus Kramer and it's such a fucking depressing film nice bleakness of a movie yeah I really like it but worst yeah King's Speech for me yeah Ian I'm starting to look through now I mean The Godfather 1 and 2 would probably be my would be my favourite No Country for Old Men up there as well for sure yeah yeah in terms of yeah in terms of worst I'll be honest out the ones that I've seen you know, I think I've seen everyone for at least at least the last twenty years, but um, it may well be the King's Speech. I'm just having a I'm just having a scroll through now. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I. That that's it. I was I was looking at going. Yeah, it's the King's Speech. It's the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't hate the King's Speech. I think the apartment uh, in terms of favourite is probably up there as well. To be fair, but um, I you know I mean I'm I'm sure in individual years a lot of wrong decisions have been made, including the King's Speech year when the Social Network should have won. But the actual films that have won Best Picture. If you look at them, most of them are like, yeah, that's a decent film. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the 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 eighties are a big are, are a big indicator of that because I went through it and went, I, I, I'm aware Dance of Wolves won it, but I forgot Driving Miss Daisy had won Best Picture, mm. and then I completely forgot that Rainbow had won Best Picture. And then, yeah, like, yeah. out of Africa. And, so they do, and you know, not, not all these are bad movies, but they're just... Are, there movie, are they movies that, that that still have had... That still have an imprint? I think Driving Miss Daisy, Daisy definitely does, but not the imprint it would want. Yeah. It just... I, I, don't, I don't know, but that, that, that's probably because... Um, Personally, I only became kind of like aware of and involved in, in the Oscars 
from like the 90s Mm-hmm. Because of just an age thing. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, it, it, it's interesting because like the year that Green Book won, like I think Green Book is a perfectly oh fine film. Yeah, like, yeah, that that yeah. Um, but you know, you look and that that's the thing. Like I can't say that's a bad film, but you look at the nominees: Black mm. Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, A Star Is Born, Vice. Yep. Green Book is not the best film in that list. No. Black Clansman. Per- yeah, yeah, I agree. Or, or, or yeah, I mean, I, I, to be fair, Black Clansman, A Star Is Born. I think from a culture point of view, Black Panther as well. You know, I, I, I think any one of those three. But Green Book gets a, it has got a bit of a shitty reputation, especially on film Twitter now. And I think it's because it won Best Picture. If it didn't win Best win Best Picture. People would be like, yeah, it was all right. He folded a pizza. Yeah, it, it was. It, 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 it's people have got unreasonably sniffy towards that movie. I think. Oh, um, a uh, little bit of breaking stuff. Edward Wood was apparently going to announce that he was leaving towards the end of the year anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this just spurred it on. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Oh, and the president of Juventus has resigned. And that's the second job he's resigned from this week. <laughs> oh, shit. Was he the guy? He was the head of the uh, the uh, ECF, wasn't he? He was or, indeed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a bad weekend for his pension. Oh, mate. I t- God, I tell you what. I don't think I'm going to be watching a film tonight. I think I'm just going to be glued to this shit. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we do have another question. Where is it? 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 Uh, Marcus Zizu um, asks us, what are your thoughts on what films cinemas will show on their return? Will they show the Snyder Cut, Kong vs. Godzilla uh, and other pre-opening releases or will it be straight into the new releases? Depends how many new releases there are. I I think... I think it depends on a, on a film by film basis. I could see the Snyder Cut maybe getting um, a showing with an intermission, um, I, just because of the cultural impact it has had. I think I, I could see him doing it, but as just an IMAX release yeah. for like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't see like your you just also run kind of films like Godzilla versus Kong getting it. It's been, it's done. It's it's made whatever money it's gonna make. Let's move on. There is a little bit of that. It, yeah. it is. Godzilla vs. Kong has done, has done well, but do they want to kind of continue to try and milk that? You've got to look at, I I would go see the Snyder Cut in the cinema to have the cinema experience of it, even having already watched it. I would watch it again to see it in the cinema. Yeah, so Godzilla vs. Kong, I, I wouldn't watch it twice just to see it in the cinema. No, but if you... I've already seen it. But if the cinema opened tomorrow and it was only showing Godzilla vs. Kong... Between now and May the 17th, I'd go and see it at least three or four times. I mean, you, that, that's fair, but you you would be going on your own. I'll, I'll go see the classic movies that they will inevitably show. No, they're just showing that. They're just showing that. Just showing I'll, that I'll between wait. now and May the 17th. I'll wait. You, um, there, there's going to be some Oscar films. Um, Nomadland is going to play. Um, Disney have already said that it will. Minari is supposed to be playing as well. Um, you guys. Sorry. What you say, sir? Oh shit! Hang on. 
Sorry. Two ticks. Hello? Hello. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Minari uh, will play. Nomadland will play. Um, you'll have Spiral and whatever else is coming out that day, which I don't think is much. Um, I can see Godzilla versus Kong. Um, like, it's maybe... I don't know. It's it, 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 it's interesting where Bex was talking about classic films. I I wonder whether they're going to be a little bit out with the old, in with the new. Like they just they want to get started with new shit. Whether that's new shit that's been on um, VOD for the last couple of months, uh, or whether it's actually new. But I I. I It'll be interesting. I was I was thinking about it though. Like if we're just under four weeks from cinemas opening, we're just under three weeks from listings being made available. So we're probably you know we're not that far away from actually finding out about all this shit. But um, uh, apparently Spiral is coming out in IMAX. So I, I will the first film you guys go see is IMAX Spiral. <laughs> I, I I'd be fine with that. Nice. I'd be very happy with that. Hmm. Oh, I forgot it was me hosting them. Um, <laughs> right, that's that, that that's that's episode three hundred ninety four. Um, Ian, what are we covering next week? Are we doing the normal show just in the Oscar like build on Sunday? Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, while we watch the Oscar pre-show, including the original song nominees being performed, because they're not doing it doing it during the ceremony itself. Sorry, monkey's going to bed. Good night, monkey. Love you. Okay. Good girl. Love you. See you in a bit. Um, we will be reviewing the uh, best visual effects nominee for next year, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That. I can't wait. I fucking can't wait. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The thing is, it's been out in like China, and I think it came out in Spain last week. It's been out in some territories for at least a couple of years and there's been uh, a a couple of weeks sorry there's been no word which makes me wonder (laughs) so you know is it just going to be like three out of five just but bloodsicle so who knows (laughs) (laughs) if that bloodsicle happens in the first like the pre-credit the pre-credits scene and then the rest of it is just a bit, oh. Oh, mate, I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> yeah, it could be a bit anticlimactic. I, I've actually seen one kind of review of it uh, that basically said, it's a treat. Yeah. It's a violent treat. And that's the best kind of treat. Yes. Thing is, I'll be watching it hopefully on Friday night. Winky, winky. Um, it after having people in the garden during the evening a barbecue probably a few drinks girls go to bed mortal combat goes on 
that's probably as perfect as you can get outside of the cinema. Sounds good. So basically, whatever I say, if sober, take a star off next week. (laughs) But Mortal Kombat could just be that movie where it's just better to watch it having had a drink. If this was out in the cinema, I would 100% be doing the John Wick Chapter 3 experience. (laughs) Uh, Right. Yeah. So that's what we'll be covering next week. So thank you very much for joining Rebecca. Thank you very much for hosting, Matt. And thank you very much for joining me, Ian. Thank you very much. There has been no additional news in the last 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, And thank you very much for listening, people. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for for listening to us ramble shit about football news that's a week old. <laughs> yeah, lots of people nodding along going, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> Thing is, it's free. <laughs> for now. Oh, the, uh, podcast Super League. Yeah. Well, App- Apple have just announced this Podcast Plus thing, haven't they? Oh, have they? Yeah. Like that, Noel was saying in the boy chat about they're trying to cut out Patreon. It's basically that. Wow. The thing is, not everybody listens on Apple Podcasts. Hmm. So... Nah. And also Patreon, you can host or we can host all our files on there. They don't charge any hosting fees. Like so with Libsyn at the moment, they charge twenty dollars a month. It's basically I eat that cost, it's and it's absolutely fine, but I eat that cost. So after that, we get four dollars a month from the Patreon. <laughs> but they host all our shit for free and just take like charges off of the patron money. So that makes me feel better about that. Yeah. But if you went with Apple podcasts and they're just like, no, you make it available to them through your existing provider. Then it's like, well, it's not worth my while at all. No, it just, it it does seem like Apple jumping on something years after. Yeah, but to be fair, they've just made colourful IMAX and they look amazing. So, yeah. Right, you two eat. I might download Football Manager on the Xbox. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a that's a fucking die. I I have hovered over that so much on the iPad and thought, no, no. Mark, you've been down that route before, and it's not good. It's on Game Pass, so it's not going to cost me anything extra. It's not going to cost you anything extra. More time it's more the time. It's more the time for me, and it, it, it's more that thing when you when when you go, have I just put a suit on to play the Champions League final? You have. I have. I have done that. Oh shit! I haven't got my tie dye ready for Sunday. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, you guys have got a f- no. Hang on, what's Sunday? 
one of the Oscars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sunday is the Oscars. Just tie-dye. I was going to wear tie-dye to, you know, dress up. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be... uh, going to be interesting is the oscars um apparently they're encouraging people not to wear masks when they're on camera i mean if they're with a bubble and socially distanced if they're not then yeah Mm. sick of seeing people in fucking masks (laughs) it kind of like apparently they reckon it's going to get the lowest ratings for any oscars in like a a generation and it's i kind of understand why because it's like as much as it's nice to see people win prizes you kind of want to be done with these films that are associated with the pandemic yeah it it, it very much feels like uh close this fucking chapter (laughs) yeah yeah it's exactly that i um yeah kind of done with all of this stuff and it's like let's have a week or two breather and then welcome academy award nominee spiral (laughs) yep i mean let's face it we're all still a little bit sore and a little bit angry that spencer confidential was robbed of all his nominations aren't we no. Right, on that note, I'm going to leave you, Mark. Bye. No, Bye. Bye. No, no. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.